Welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers, we will continue our discussion and talk about the golden nuggets, the, the wisdom that God has downloaded into me concerning how to divorce-proof your marriage. Once again, I'm going to do a quick recap, and then I'm going to introduce you to a very special guest, Mr. Charles Osborne. He is a member of my church, All Nations Church, and we have had some pretty healthy discussions about how to divorce-proof your marriage. Remember, we're talking about the four laws, right? You're dating your representative. But most importantly, you have an enemy that has decided that he wants to kill, steal, and destroy your marriage. He hates you and he hates your marriage more because it represents the image of God. God the Father, Yuhei God the Son, Yahshua Mashiach, Christ Jesus, and Lord God, Holy Spirit, Ruha Kadash. So, Charles... Why don't you introduce yourself and say hello to our audience, and then we will begin our discussion. Well, hello. My name is uh, Charles Osborne. Uh, he's my friend, my new friend. So anyway, <laughs> so Charles, you know that you heard me discuss back and forth about how marriage is so critical now, right, in in our um, nation, in this Pandem pandemic, as my godfather always corrects me on saying pandemic. Um, and God had basically told me to do this, and I didn't realize that how important it was because marriage is always under a lot of pressure. But now, marriage is under severe pressure. And some of the key things that God showed me was that he had given us four laws to protect the marriage and he also gave us um, some things called um, supernatural sex which is the actual bonding of the spirit realm the bonding of the husband and wife in the spirit the bonding of the husband and wife in the soul realm and the bonding of the husband and wife in the physical realm and most people, and everybody gets the physical, some people even get the soul realm, but very few people get the spiritual realm. And the order should be spiritual first, then soul, then the last you culminate with the physical, which gives you supernatural sex. God also showed me in the case of the four laws of love that the first law is about, first of all, prioritizing and where many of us fail is that once we get married, we fail to prioritize our marriage. Our marriage is number one. Um, a lot of people say, well, you can't, not before God. Well, if you place, if you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then the marriage will be prioritized as number one. And out of that overflow, the children and everybody surrounding you will be blessed because your marriage will be in alignment with what God wants us to do. So God showed, taught me about 
the law of priority, prioritizing your marriage, the law of um, pursuit, continuing to pursue your spouse just like you were when you first dated, and the law of partnership, the husband and wife are one, your partners, you are you have different roles and responsibilities, but you are one in the eyes of God. You're one unit. Yes. And the law of purity and is bigger than just keeping yourself from someone else or being pure in your marriage, but it's about keeping pure thoughts, keeping you know, enemies is always going to try to fill your mind up with thoughts and bad thoughts about your spouse. And so you have to Think the best, you know, always want the best and and um, keep the marriage pure in the sense of keeping the environment pure, right? And so those were the four laws that God taught me about. And then, of course, he taught me about supernatural sex. He taught me some things I discussed earlier was about communication and how all of these things are Critical ingredients to divorce proofing your marriage. And if you keep the four laws, whenever you see the marriage fall apart, it's because one or all of the four laws have been violated. And also, you um, don't have supernatural sex in your marriage. So, you don't have the bonding that you need to withstand the pressure of the enemy. Do you have any thoughts or comments on what I just said? Yes, I've seen too many marriages uh, drift apart. Too many families uh, drift apart. God comes first in a marriage as far as two people having the same perspective of mind and looking at one another and pursuing one another as if it, you know, if it's no tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which God can place that in person's heart and mind mm-hmm. and in their life mm-hmm. and around them if mm-hmm. they only give it a half a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the perspective of why, why, how we go approaching things and in the physical as well. Mm-hmm. So it's things that what we do, things that we say, and it's the realm of God is what's going to place that in place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. People, people think that we can go and do things because we are carnal, but if we look at it in the carnal mind, the carnal mind will mess up. Yes. So we have to have God to guide that. Mm-hmm. We have to be willing to follow that lead. Mm-hmm. So to make one another, to make one another, uh, be in one mind, in one perspective and in one heart. Yeah. You know, it's the only way that two people can actually get along, communicate, do things together, bond, bond in Christ. Mm. I like that. Bond in Christ. Ooh, that's really bond good. Bond in Christ together. Oh, together. Yes. I like that, Charles. That's pretty good. So, bonding in Christ. Yes. I always, God showed me that if a man and woman are in one accord, both focused on Christ Jesus and the destiny that God has given them on planet Earth, there's nothing that they cannot achieve. They literally can turn this planet into the Garden of Eden. 
So that is why um, Satan attacks marriage with such a vengeance because the bonding of a husband and wife as one is phenomenal. It's, it's something that um, you rarely see. You see remnant, remnants of it in some marriages where they've, they've weathered the storms and they've made it through. Uh, one of the interesting places to, to look at some of the most um, powerful men, um, a lot of the most powerful men who fare well and leave a legacy for their family and their children are men who remained with their first wife or their first love um, unless they became a widow, right? And one of the most powerful men that I um, recognize in the African-American community was Booker T. Washington. Booker T. Washington started the University of Tuskegee, and he, he was married three times, but both his first and second wives died. He was a widow twice. And then um, the third marriage, he passed away. So that's a pretty powerful testimony to stay with someone, um, not once, not twice, but three times. And so you see a lot of good fruit. I look at um, Michael W. Smith, and I see his legacy. I look at my godfather, Doug Apple, who's with his first wife and has bared his children and his grandchildren. I think he's got 13 grandchildren now. So I, um, I look at Rockefeller, you know, and I look at um, the Vanderbilts and other people like that. And I notice that the legacy, the legacy of maintaining um, the marriage, when you look at... Um, some of the great um, Charles Spurgeon, you know, he was faithful to his wife to the very end. And Christ Jesus is faithful to his wife, the church. The only way we get a peace of mind is being faithful. Because mm -hmm. one thing about we could look at it in the mirror and say, I'm doing this, I'm being faithful. That gives a peace of mind and a joy from God himself. Mm -hmm. And then when we bond with him, with God, with one another as marriage people, then that is a fulfillment within itself and it fulfills that void that we're born with. Yes. And without that, then we always have a void and that would drift marriages apart. But, uh Lack of communication within the homes. Mm -hmm. Communication is key. Yeah. And through Jesus Christ, through the Word, is one way of bonding. That is a way of bonding. And it also shows different ways of bonding with one another. I th you know, and I, God gave me a real deep insight about m men. And one, one of the things He showed me, of course, after my divorce, you know, of course, I get all this great knowledge. After the divorce I needed this before the divorce But that's okay Everybody's going Satan's going to wish He had never touched Dr. Edith Gale Davis In her marriage Because I'm going to make sure Everybody from the sound of my voice That listens to this And gets my new book Which is an audio book Called How to Divorce Proof Your Marriage And you can actually um, Go on my um, 
my blog, which is Enter the Glory Zone. It's on the Google platform, and you can hit the link and purchase my um, book called How to Divorce Proof Your Marriage. It's a Christmas special, $9.99 until January the 1st. So one of the interesting things that God showed me about men was that women open up prior to sex, but men open up after sex. And that's the interesting thing that I did not realize was that men are more open to their wives after sex as far as communion and communicating with their wives. Is that true? I mean, that's what God I showed me. So you're a man. Why don't you tell me? That's all depends on the man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all depends on the man, you know. Some may be like that, but it's like different traits in different people, you know. We mm. all walk in different ways. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> uh, opening up, it takes time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes time between two people. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to have sex to open up. Okay. It don't so take that. It doesn't take no, that? No, it don't take that. Okay. No, it's, it's, you don't have to have sex to open up. They don't, no. Okay, so in your case, that's not the case. That's not the case okay. in my case. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's a good one. I'm gonna, This has been really good. So the other interesting thing that God was um, showing me about um, marriage and and how... Um, the enemy, of course, goes a full frontal attack on the marriage is, of course, also the children. And I think I shared with the audience um, the story of um, Pastor Jimmy Evans, who is in San Antonio, Texas, I believe. And he has the wonderful show called and ministry called Marriage Today. And their whole ministry is all about um, saving the family and saving the marriage and it's awesome how God used Jimmy Evans and his wife and Jimmy Evans was a awful he said to us that he was an awful husband and um, and then the Holy Spirit got a hold of him and turned it all around and now he's a minister God saved his marriage and saved many marriages but one of the interesting things he talked about was the children and he says you know he says and if you don't seek ye first the kingdom of God and place that first and then God will make sure the marriage flows right and the children, because a lot of people put a lot of energy into, especially when they're babies and they're newborn and the whole, everything the world centers around the children. And unfortunately, it never, it never shifts back to the husband and wife spending time like they should with each other, developing and nurturing their relationships. So when the emptiness happens then the marriage implodes right so one of the interesting things that Jimmy Evans said that I thought was so funny he said you know he says those little babies those little creatures they want your heart and they want your soul they want it all and they won't stop and he said he had to eventually train his little babies when they were very young about um, basically um, respecting mommy and daddy's private time and so he would train them up and he would say now I've, we met all your needs we fed you we bathed you we played with you now it's time to go nighty night and mommy and daddy are getting ready to have some private time and so um, he had uh, he said one of the interesting things that happened was 
um, they would have stories like, Daddy, Mommy, Daddy, there's a monster in the room. And he would say, uh, so now you got somebody to talk to. And then <laughs> now another child would say, Mommy, Daddy, I got to use the bathroom. He said, that's what a diaper's for. And then, <laughs> and then, and then he had the case of his daughter. She was a little rascal. She actually learned how to pick the lock to the bedroom door. So this little girl, little thing. I mean, children are awesome. She she's picking the lock, and you know, um, Pastor Jimmy Evans basically says that I was ministering to the sister. <laughs> he said he's describing. I'm ministering to my wife, and my daughter comes in, and he she's she, she's like shocked, and so she runs out and becomes a nun. He said no, she ended up marrying and having children. But what happened was when they got married. They had did the same thing that their mom and dad had taught them. And so he says, you have to really make sure if you do it, if you handle that God's way, then the children, the overflow of the abundance of the love that you share between the husband and wife will overflow onto the children. And so because uh, that was one of the things that really um, took took my marriage out basically at the end you know we adopted um my son joshua caleb davis i held him in my arms when he was like four months old and um we adopted him at six months and then i um held um no no that's wrong i held him in my arms when he was just one month old he was four weeks one month old i held him in my arms and then that six months um, he was adopted, and then by us, and then uh, two years later, we adopted his sister Jordan. I held her in my arms at two weeks old, and um, we adopted her in six in six months. Or was it six weeks? I'm sorry, six weeks. I'm getting months and weeks mixed up here. But anyway, the long and short of it is, two weeks I held her in my arms. Six weeks I had my daughter. Uh, four weeks I held George, Joshua in my arms, and then about six weeks after that. We um we adopted Joshua, so it was um not months, so it was a whirlwind romance with the children, but I was working and I was taking care of the children, and my former husband was traveling all over the world, right, uh, for Bear. He was um a top executive with Bear, which is a German um, conglomerate. So it really tapped a lot of the life force that was left. We were already in trouble. <laughs> so um, that's one of the things I think that um, married couples, once you have children, it definitely needs to be addressed. You got any thoughts on that? Yes, it does need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. So... If you plan on having children, and yes, it's worth talking about. It's worth uh, having the information between two and what uh, would be healthy for the parents and the child. Because mm -hmm. happiness is one thing it's worth working for. Mm -hmm. And that's what part of working for is, is the happiness mm -hmm. and the peace of mind it's worth it. It's worth the effort. Mm -hmm. It's every bit worth the effort. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we all fall into that trap of, you know, taking them to school, taking them to soccer practice, taking them to football practice, taking them to music lesson, taking them to dance, taking them to church. You know, this, um, 
it's a never ending um um never ending circle of life i guess you would say and then balancing that but the but if you keep christ jesus in the center of all of that then he will help you to keep it balanced and to divorce proof your marriage i think as i um progress and god downloads more and more information to me about marriage and why is it so vital why is it so critical that we protect our marriages and divorce proof our marriages it's like i said earlier in earlier broadcasts marriage is the is the first governmental structure god created and it is the foundation of all civilization when that goes civilization follows soon afterwards so yes um it is a very 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 important thing i think as i reflect on my marriage and and the mistakes um that i made um it, it would appear that all four of the laws were broken <laughs> you know but god had mercy and his grace and his tender kindness and um and you know gave me this wisdom to share with everyone and once again you don't recognize that you're when you get married you you're dating the representative so when you get married and then you spend some time in marriage then you you say well who are you i didn't meet you this is not the person i dated <laughs> so yeah that um so it is important that people date people through the all seasons of their life meaning during their high when they're low you know what i'm saying when they're at the mountaintop when they're in the valley you know and it even goes back to friendships you know it's really uh one of the interesting things in my life is i recognize i have you know i've, I've always um had a, been in a situation in the universities i've attended and the people i've known to have a lot met a lot of people who have a lot of wealth and power and one of the interesting things about that is they hunger they want true friends because when you get to that level everybody wants something from you or want a piece of you so when you for example you look at the relationship between Oprah Winfrey and Gail and Gail at one time was Oprah Winfrey's boss right her producer and then um you know gail went through um a, a tragic divorce and she had a hard time and oprah had some hard times too and but they were friends in it from through thick and thin and through the end and um one of the stories i recall was they said you know gail was having some financial challenges she basically the I think it was the electric bill or something one of the major bills was due and they were doing what girlfriends normally do which is hanging out in the bedroom the girlfriend's trying on clothes she's laying across the bed Oprah puts on a coat she sticks her hands in and pulls out a wad of cash that's just sitting in her coat pocket right and she could see the expression on Gail's face and Oprah asked her do, do you need this do you want this and Gail had enough wisdom to recognize that Oprah needed a friend that wasn't there to just take from her 
And so what ended up happening was um, Gail said no. And of course, the electric bill got paid, you know. And so years went by. They're still close friends. And they're this time there. And I guess Oprah's in the kitchen or something. And Gail is sitting at the counter. And um, they're talking. And, and then Gail softly, softly says under her breath, Shoot, I wonder what it would feel like to be a millionaire myself. Oprah heard it, but did not respond, letting Gail know that she heard her. And then next thing you know, Gail went to her bank account, and Oprah had deposited a million dollars in her account. Why? Because she knew that Gail was her friend, regardless of if she had money or not had money. That's the kind of thing that we need to have in marriages as well. You know, when you get married, there's time. It's like one of the problems, as I told earlier in the broadcast, one of the main reasons why God asks us not to have premarital sex prior to marriage is it's the forbidden fruit principle, right? And I never really got it until later when God opened up my eyes and showed it to me. And what it what he was showing me was is that of course you're dating somebody and of course passions are rising and um and of course usually it's the male that wants to have premarital sex and many times the female because of the love that she has she acquiesces. I mean that's kind of mostly the story. It could flip the other way sometimes, but that's the story. So what happens? She, they, she acquiesced, you know, they, they get married, and now it's legitimate. Now you can have all the sex you want, anytime you want, wherever you want, right? But what happens is, is that it no longer is forbidden, so it doesn't have that wicked twist to it, right? That wicked twist. So what happens is, is that, you the male hungers for that twist, and of course there are plenty of people outside of the marriage who'll be more than happy to give that to him. So that is why God asks us not to have premarital sex prior to marriage. Going back to the Oprah and Gail and how that all relates is once again it's important to be in the marriage. No matter what the person looks like down the road, you love them, the individual. You love their soul, right? You love them. And therefore, in loving them, it doesn't matter. Although you should try to keep yourself looking good. You should try to do the things that keep the marriage exciting. I'm not... I'm not disqualifying those things, but you should be in love with the spirit and the soul. And of course, the body does come into that. And so as we I love watching the older couples, the gray haired couples walking, holding hands, and they are truly madly in love with one another. That is that's something that um, that kind of relates to Gail and Oprah in the sense of. They're, they were friends through thick and thin And you should love your husband And you should love your wife Through all the seasons of life And all the changes of life You have any comments on that? Relationships Is not based on sex alone 
Yes. It's based on one another. Right. Based on minds. Yes. Our hearts. Our beliefs. Jesus Christ. You know, it's, that's what it's based on. Mm-hmm. It's what we see and value in life. What purpose do we have? God is my purpose. Mm-hmm. But what we do have purpose toward one another is what we see in our own hearts and what we can share what's in our minds and our hearts. Mm-hmm. Share our life with one another as far as bonding with Jesus, mm-hmm. doing things together. Some people talk about having children, raising their children. That's bonding with one another. Bonding with the children is bonding with one another. Everything that we do is learning one another. That's what it's all about. Having a peace of mind. Creating the type of love that we can truly count on. That's what it's all about. Love. And you can't have it without Christ Jesus. Not true love. Absolutely. Not true love. There's a lot of people think they're happy. but That's because they're satisfied with where they're at. But if you want true love... Jesus Christ is the answer. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a great time to stop. And I'm going to definitely have you back, Charles, to continue this interesting discussion about how to divorce-proof your marriage. And it's good having um, a godly man's perspective. I, I, I say godly man perspective because a godly man perspective, a man who's sold out to Christ Jesus, has a very different perspective than the carnal man. But anyway, um, I want to end this broadcast with Romans 10.9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be, you are saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Presence.